Recently, we had an amazing friend, John Luke Spittler, in the economic war room with a great HR company that he calls the Encompass Group. That was episode 263, where he shared about empowering employees and employers to work together in building great companies. Now, he loves the term DEI, but he admitted it's been weapon, weaponized, it's been abused, and if interpreted correctly, it actually is a good thing. Properly from a biblical view, diversity is a good thing. So is equal opportunity, not equity, but equal opportunity. And so is the idea of inclusion. We shouldn't cut people out. But unfortunately, these have been turned on their head by politics and a malevolent form of DEI, which is destroying the American economy. John Luke explained the importance of culture and how to build it. And that is important, but that's half the equation. Understanding how to build a culture with good employees the other half of that is connecting great people with great companies to be the building blocks of that culture. But how do employers find great talent? And how does talent find a great company? To learn more, we invited Andrew Krapuschetz, founder and CEO of Red Balloon, into the Economic War Room. Welcome, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's exciting to be here. Hey, let's start with Red Balloon. That's an yeah. intriguing title, intriguing name. Uh, describe your company and how you came up with that name. Yeah, so redballoon.work, it's not a .com, it's a .work, because um, we think work is actually good for the soul, it's redeeming, um, and .com sounded a little bit too much like communism to me, and I think okay. we don't want communism, so redballoon.work. Red um, so we are the nation's leading pro-freedom job board. You can call it an anti-woke job board or a pro-freedom, I like to focus on pro-freedom. So we uh, focus on taking great companies who have signed a pledge that they are, they think the Constitution matters, and that they're going to protect the freedom of their current and future employees. Um, and we've connected those employers with great employees who believe that what made America great in the first place was hard work, um, respecting each other, and not whining about every little thing in the office. And well, so, let's, st let's just stop for a second and yeah. say, you had companies sign a pledge. Yes. They sign a pledge to be able, so you tell your customers, hey, if you want to work with us, you have to sign a pledge. Correct. That we respect and abide by the Constitution. You respect and abide by the Constitution, and you're going to protect the freedom of your employees. And it's been awesome, because I've had employers come to me and say, look, I want access to the amazing people that are on redballoon.work, because they're hardworking Ameri Americans, largely conservative, largely Christian, who just want to show up and do their job. And I'm like, well, then we need to talk about you removing that BLM sticker from your homepage because that's not the kind of business that these people want to work for. And so if you want to participate in this freedom economy where you get the best kind of employees, um, you got to sign this pledge. No problem. You, you sound like an individual who recognizes that we are in an economic war 100%. and that employment and investing and all these things have been weaponized to bring cultural Marxism to America. Yeah. And you're fighting back. That's it. And, and it comes from my story, right? So um, I won't belabor all the details, but I've had six successful exits over the years. I've sold businesses ranging from a couple hundred thousand dollars to many hundreds of millions of dollars. So wow. some very large exits. And what I found is those people are using that money. They take control of the business. So businesses that I founded, um, I got fired from because I'm an unapologetic conservative Christian CEO, um, and they just were not comfortable with that. Even though the business is growing 25% a year with a 40% margin, that wasn't good enough. I was fired for perception, not performance. And so when I saw that so blatantly over the last couple of years, I thought there's gonna be a lot of Americans who are gonna be in a tough spot. Because for a conservative, for a Christian, 
If you're canceled from Facebook, you just kind of shrug it off. It's not that big a deal unless you make a living doing it and so on and so forth. But if you are canceled from your ability to feed your kids and pay your mortgage, then you're going to be very tempted to compromise on something that you hold very dearly. And I heard a lot of these stories, whether it was the vaccine mandates, whether it was the really Marxist DEI training that they were going through, all of these people are coming to me with these stories saying, it is eroding my whole worldview to be working at this organization, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. And like, okay, well, God's given me the skills and the abilities, I should build a place where they can find each other and they can be free at work. That is, economic warfare. It's economic warfare when you tell a person you'll lose your job unless you conform to what we want. That's right. It's a means of, of canceling people, but also canceling culture entirely. Right. And now what you've got is, it, it sounds like it's not a hiring site. You're, yeah. not, you're not a job website. You, you are actually advancing freedom for willing participants, both employers and employees. That's right, So, um, and this should be encouraging to Americans. So we, we founded redballoon.work about two years ago, and we've had over 3,500 businesses join the platform and say, yes, I wanna hire those kind of people, I'm willing to sign that pledge. Um, and so they post their jobs, and they're now hiring through this platform, and we've had over one and a half million job seekers on the platform looking for opportunities where they can be free at work. And Kevin, this is the only business I've ever run where I get these unsolicited thank you notes from perfect strangers. I had a lady in Texas who wrote me and said, I just wanted you to know you saved my marriage because my husband was working at a job where he was swimming in this woke water all day long and it affects your worldview. A lot of that DEI training is really a liturgy designed to push a worldview a certain direction. And so he's living in that, and you can't help but bring that stuff home. Well, he now works for a company that he found through Red Balloon. He's free at work, and she said, our marriage is better, our kids are plugged in, we're going to church again. Um, your vocation is such an important part of who you are, and if you can be free at work, you're gonna have an opportunity to be free in all these other aspects of your life. So it really, um, it's, God has laid this on my heart that I needed to do this. I fully intend to turn it into a billion-dollar business. Well, um, we are the majority. Absolutely. I am fully convinced we're being lied to, being told that we're the minority, and they're cramming this stuff down with the hope that they can brainwash us fast enough that For the majority sure. doesn't stand up. That's right. Well, you, you've gotten on your blog. Uh, I found three of them that I thought were fantastic on DEI. And let's start with the first one, uh, you, you don't call D diversity. What do you call it? Uh, divisiveness. Div explain that. Yeah. Um, so um, when you are taking the problem with CRT and the whole idea around um, what they call DEI today is you are putting people in categories that are inherently um, going after each other. Right, And so it is basically saying, regardless of your performance, regardless of your background, regardless of your education, we're going to give you a promotion or we're going to deny a promotion, we're going to give you a job or deny a job because of those aspects rather than the meritocracy that made America great Not in the about first place. Performance. And so it, it pits every employee against each other. And so that, of course, is going to drive divisiveness in the workplace. Well, I've got some statistics here. You quote that 60% of people are afraid to speak up, which yeah. creates emotional detachment. 91% are uh, required to be indoctrinated, and they're spending $8 billion a year for this training yeah. on, on DEI. Only 33% of employees are engaged, happy, or excited to be at work. Now, we're going to have to pause there for a break. When we come back, I want to dive deeper into divisiveness, and then yeah. we'll talk about the E and the I.
Andrew, I've, I've been reading the blog that you put at redballoon.work. Redballoon.work. There's, there's yeah. a blog there, and it says, quotes in November 2022 survey of hiring managers by resumebuilder.com. Yep. It says one in six have been asked to deprioritize hiring white males. That's right. That's right. 48% have been asked to prioritize diversity over skills, experience, and other qualifications. 53% of hiring managers believe their jobs will be in danger if they don't hire enough diverse employees. Is that, is that really true? Yeah, and, and, it, uh, and the last one is 70% of the hiring managers believe that the company is just virtue signaling, that they don't actually believe it. But this is, so this is a broad survey that hit a lot of hiring managers, and we're hearing this all the time. Wells Fargo, who was um, interviewing black women, mostly to hit a quota even for jobs that weren't open. I mean, think how insulting that is to a person. Because of who your parents are, because of how you were born, I'm gonna give you an interview for a job that doesn't even exist. I'm gonna waste your time, and you're just checking a box for me. Um, that is so dehumanizing of Even a human when you being. get hired, no matter how skilled you are, right. you, everybody's question, well, they're just checking a box. That's right. I mean, by contrast, what was that movie? There, there was a movie about the computers at NASA. Kevin Costner was in it. Right. And, and, and it was all these uh, black women that were genius mathematic, 100%. mathematicians, but they couldn't even go into the same building. We've gone so far now that we're elevating them, but not even, we're, we're taking people for their skin color and not for their capabilities. That's right, and I'm gonna tell you a story, and this is, might curl your hair a little bit, which you, you've already got I curly have hair, hair so yeah. it's fine, yeah, and I don't. So um, I was talking to an executive at Microsoft, and she said that she had an American, black, uh, American flag for her background for Teams. Um, and uh, the HR department called her the next day and said, so that is, um, triggering to some of our employees because it's a sign of white supremacy in the workplace to have an American flag. So she was told, you may not do that again or you're going to be written up by HR. The next day, another coworker had a picture of a black man being lynched and it said at the bottom, a good man died at your hands today. And basically, it's right out of that CRT playbook. So this is what DEI has become in the workplace. And they you, didn't get reprimanded for not, that. Not only was it not reprimanded, it was celebrated. It was celebrated that you had the bravery, the courage um, to do this. And it is so dehumanizing to everyone, no matter what your skin color is, if you are valued based on those aspects of you, not based on your hard work, your merit, your education, your grit, um, it's just, it's terrible. I had, a, I had a VP of sales who worked for me. He actually was a sales guy. I promoted him to VP of sales. Um, he was a black man. He was very, very gifted. And he came into my office. He's like, I need to ask, why am I getting this promotion? Is it because of my skin color or because I did a good job? Because if it's because of my skin color, I'm going to have to say no because that's insulting to it me. It is insulting. It's insulting to me. And I said, no, you are the best person for the job. He's like, then I'd love to take this promotion. So um, I think that there, as you said, we are the majority. There's a lot of Americans who are seeing through this stuff, but they just feel like, well, I've just got to go along to get along, and I'm going to self-censor on these things. Um, and that is actually hurting our economy, and it's hurting the businesses that are adopting these policies. Well, let's talk about the E, because that kind of ties into exclusion. Tell yeah. me about that. Well, exclusion. So obviously, they talk about equity. And equity is not giving everybody a fair chance. It's making sure everyone ends equal. It's this very, the way that they define it, it is um, this, it's, it's a wrong way to think about the world. It's, it's soccer games that don't keep score. It's, it's Harrison uh, Bergeron. 
from right. Kurt Vonnegut that I had to read in high school, and I thought, this is stupid. We'll never, no one would ever no one put would up ever with that, do this. and e we're doing it now. Yes, this egalitarian, like, everyone has to end the same. Um, and so what we say is, like, and the problem is, you know, I think you mentioned, these, these are fine words, diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and they've just been weaponized. The same way that pronouns have been weaponized, right? We learned about pronouns in kindergarten. They're an okay thing, but yeah. a lot of people are using them as a bludgeoning device to push a worldview, and that's what's happening. So this equity is an exclusionary thing. It's saying, look, if you have worked really hard to get to here, we are going to have to drag you down to put you at the same level as someone who has not worked as hard, um, and that's what really hurts the workplace. Which in the blog, it shows labor productivity output per hour for all workers is dropping dramatically uh, from... 2020 to the first quarter of this year, I think it was down the most it's ever been down. That's right. And you look at Silicon Valley Bank, and I talked to people at Silicon Valley Bank. Um, they went through a weekly microaggression training. So every week, they got another a dose of microaggression training for the entire company. Well, what happened is, he said, there were people in the credit department that knew that the bank was going to fail but they knew that it would be considered a microaggression if they talked to anybody about it. And so you lose all innovation. If you can't argue over things, if you can't discuss things, there is no innovation anymore. There's no identification of major problems for the business. And so that's what happened um, at Silicon Valley Bank and I think is happening in a microcosm Real people all lost across the real country. money because of that bad policy. That's right, and that's what that exclusionary, it's excluding the ability to interact, to debate, to work hard together um, if you have to walk on eggshells around all of your, you know, coworkers because you never know when they're going to get offended, uh, then your business is going to really struggle and/or fail, like Silicon Valley Bank did. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the eye, which the blog labels ineffective. Yep. And then there's a story at the beginning of it. I've got to read this because I, I'm a huge fan. You can look around, you can see Winston Churchill. This is like Churchill's war, World War II. I love history. Yeah. I love World War II. And I love the, the British Royal Air Force and the Spitfire and all that. But let me read this quote. In the World War II Battle of Britain, the Royal Air Force, RAF, withstood crushing odds to hold off the Germans. Badly outnumbered, the British boasted the best pilots and aircraft in the world, and their underdog victory led Winston Churchill to proclaim, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. And then it goes on and says how things have changed. Recently, journalists discovered that the RAF is now turning away qualified pilots and instead seeking, selecting team members based on race and gender. A leaked email reveals that managers were desperately trying to fill diversity quotas. I don't really need to see loads of useless white male pilots. I am more than happy to reduce boarding if needed to have a balanced uh, BAME slash female slash male board. There are mountains of studies from left-leaning outlets showing that diversity training fails to change attitudes, doesn't increase diversity, and isn't helping companies meet CEO diversity goals. So bottom line is World War II proved that if we will t take people based on their merits and capabilities, we can be successful. When we don't, we violate everything and we don't even meet our goals. That's right. And it's just, um, it's just logic that tells you it's ineffective, right? Um, anytime that you are making a selection criteria that is not based on who can do the job the best, um, it's insulting to everybody and you're not going to do very good work. And we have lots and lots of stories of businesses who have shot themselves in the foot because they cared more about the skin deep diversity of you know, what, what your skin color is rather than can you deliver great value to our customers, can you drive our business to be effective? 
Well, we're going to have to take another break. When we come back, let's talk solutions. What yeah. is Red Balloon doing to solve this problem? I love it. Andrew, I've been reading on the blog, and it's, here's a quote. The Bureau of Labor Statistics found that worker productivity has declined for five straight quarters and is falling at its fastest rate in 75 years. Then it says Gallup's State of the Workplace found that 47% of all U.S. employees will be looking for new jobs in the coming year. That equals nearly half of the U.S. prime working-aged workforce, even after the great resignation of the past few years. So put those two together. How does Red Balloon help solve this problem? Yeah, well, obviously part of the problem is people are looking for happiness, um, and obviously we know um, they need Jesus, right? <laughs> Just straight yeah. up, right? There it is. But I think that's part of the reason people, they see their vocation, they see their job as an opportunity to feel meaning in life. And the reality is... And that's biblical. Is, and it is. It but is, absolutely. Work is created by God. If yep. you don't work, you should not eat. That's uh, right. That's right. And so, but but they're struggling with this because it is ineffective. It is divisive. And so they're in these workplaces. And think about it like this. If all of your staff here spent all their time or a vast majority of their time working on something other than work, how would the business do? Well, Lord. you'd be a frustrated boss yeah. and you'd go out of business, right? And so what has happening with these businesses is they're focused on something that has nothing to do with their business, right? We talked about Silicon Valley Bank, but there's so many examples of this. You know, we talked about the $8 billion that's spent. That's just spent on the trainers for DEI, not the lost productivity, not the demoralization of the workforce that you're putting all those people through. So that's where redballoon.work comes in. We said, look, we want employers uh, to be able to live in a free society where they can hire the best people and not have to worry about those things. And we want employees to be able to succeed based on their own merits, not based on their skin color, who their parents are, any of these other things. And, so, and match their skills to the job requirements rather than we have to promote someone of this skin color into this job. Well, that person could be miserable if they can't right. actually accomplish in that job. That's right. And I've fired many, you know, I've hired thousands of employees. I've fired people. And often when you let someone go because they weren't good at their job, they're grateful later because they're miserable. When you are in a job where you're not happy, um, you can't feel fulfilled. And so if you're hiring someone based on skin color or based on any of these other criteria that are protected categories, um, that's going to hurt you. Now, I will tell you, for small businesses in America, Hiring is terrifying because if you go into that interview process, if you ask the wrong questions, you might get a lawsuit. Right. But if you don't ask those questions, you might get a bad culture fit, then get a lot of heartache, and then get a lawsuit. Right. And so I will tell you the number of businesses I've talked to through Red Balloon who are just terrified of that hiring process. So here's what we do. So we are a job board. In other words, you can go post jobs. You can look at our resume database, which is really the largest resume database of job-seeking patriots um, in the world, so you can do that. Or what we started for a number of our smaller businesses, they said, can you just take over this hiring process for us? Because you've done it before, you, we have a labor lawyer on staff, we can take care of this for you. So what we'll do for a small business is we'll come in, we'll help you write a job posting, we'll do a comp review, we will help you think about the hiring process, we'll build an interview rubric based on the cultural distinctives you wanna try and accomplish, then we'll go and post that job multiple places. We'll direct source people for you. And then we'll do a first cultural interview for you to make sure that that person's going to be a skill fit and a culture fit for your business. Now, you could find a recruiter that might do a lot of these things, and you're going to pay twenty dollars to $40,000 if you do that, if you go down that route. And right. so what I did is I said, okay, what would I want as an employer? I want to know that I have a fixed cost. I don't have a weird, perverse incentive. I want to focus on 
um, getting the right people in the door so I can just focus on my work. So we charge a flat $4,500 for us to do this entire process. And we've helped fill positions uh, for Electric Mirror, which is in Seattle. Great company. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. Christian Employer Alliance. Yep, Christian Employer Alliance. And, you know, they had a, a VP of Inside Sales position open for 15 months that they could not fill because it was so critical that it be a aligned, values aligned, Christian in that position. And so we were able to fill that position in six weeks for them um, for a flat $4,500. And so we want to bring this kind of concierge, white glove hiring process from someone you can trust culturally to these small businesses. So everything from a small Texas radio station to some very large businesses are now trusting us with this hiring process. And you know it's only going to cost you that much, and you're going to get enormous market intelligence. Every single week you're going to get a report, how many people we talked to, what they said, if they said, you know, I would be interested in this job, except, well, that's market intelligence that you can't get otherwise. And so um, it has been so fun to just come alongside all of these conservative businesses, and there are a lot of them in America, who would actually like to get a values aligned employee, and we can kind of come alongside and check that box for them. So anyway, that's how we work with employers, the job posting, where we can actually take over that hiring process. Um, and it is honestly the most fulfilling. I've run a lot of businesses, ones with hundreds and hundreds of employees before. This has got to be the most fulfilling work that I'm doing because um, I'm able to come alongside this freedom economy with lots of people who um, don't believe the crazy woke stuff, but they don't know where to go. And we've been able to give them an outlet, um, great employees, um, and it's just been really, really fun. Yeah, so I I saw that, but I also saw something about monthly charges. Is there yeah. a way that you can sign up and use your services monthly? Or? That's right. So if you just want to post jobs or you want to access to our resume database, um, then you can, for as little as 75 bucks a month, you can be posting a job. You can be out in front of the twenty-five to 40,000 unique job seekers that are on the site every week looking for businesses where they can be free, where they can work hard, where they can live in the meritocracy that made America great in the play- first place. So, um, so you can just post jobs for a very small amount, or we can take over that hiring process. Um, and, and there are thousands of businesses that think like you do. And I think that's the message. Sometimes when you watch the liberal media, you believe that as a conservative or a Christian, we're the only ones that think the way we do, and we're all idiots. Because that that's what they want us to believe. Right. But we should be encouraged. In just two years, we've amassed thousands of businesses, well over a million job seekers. There's a lot of people out there that want to be free at work, and they know that that's how they're going to be the most fulfilled at work. Well, that's huge, but you're going to look back on this in a year or two years, five years, and you're going to say, wow, how tiny we yeah, were. Yeah, how cute that was. Yes. That's right. This is just a good start. Yeah, no, Amen. it absolutely Amen. is. And so I, I look on your website and I see uh, uh, logos from groups we're very familiar with here in the economic war room, among them Patriot Mobile, which yep. I'm, for fair disclosure, they're a sponsor of this program. Yep. I am on the board of Patriot Mobile. Yep. So, But I love that. And and that's been the challenge is rapidly growing. How do we find right employees who are, who have share our values? Hillsdale College. I've been yep. associated with Hillsdale College for 30 years. Years. Larry, Larry Arn, the president, President Arn is a great friend. Yep. Dr. Arn, love him. Love how, how Hillsdale College maintains their culture. Moms for America, I, yep. I recently met. So these are all organizations that could be completely destroyed when a little leaven leavens the lump. That's and right. you're giving them the opportunity to match the right employee with the right employer. That's right. Congratulations. That's great work. Hey, we're going to summarize all this in our free economic battle plan. You can get it at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies, they view it as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.